This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I want to help you live with more clarity, confidence, and purpose so you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and this podcast is the place to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. Because we here believe that you can have it all. And we have the mindset, the practice, the habits, the character to demonstrate and to prove that. And so this is the place you wanna come when you really wanna learn how to have it all. And especially if you are feeling stuck and if you want a path towards more clarity, more confidence, and more purpose, then you are in the right place. I drop brand new episodes of the podcast on the first Tuesday of each month. And if you are new to the show, welcome. It's so awesome that you're here. And I encourage you to go check out the vast catalog of episodes because I've been recording this podcast since 2016. And there are hundreds and hundreds of episodes covering so many different topics. I am sure you are bound to find something that addresses what you're going through right now. So you can head over to my website, matthewbibbins.com and click on the little podcast link on the top there, and you can see the entire archive. You can search through all the episodes to find exactly what you need. And lastly, my one big request for you all is to hit subscribe on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to the show right now. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, whatever you're using, just hit that subscribe button for me. And if you feel inspired, you can leave a rating and a review All of those things really help out. They help new people to find the show. And that's what I want to do. You know, I want to spread this message of having it all, spreading the message that you can have it all. So hit that subscribe button for me. And then if you have any feedback, if you have feedback for me, questions, comments, you want to make suggestions for topics, or you just want to say, what's up, Matthew? You can email me. My email address is matthew at matthewbivens.com. All right. Today's episode is all about feeling stuck. You know, a lot of us have felt that, that sense of stuckness, or I'm in a rut, or things are going a certain way and I don't like it, I'm frustrated, and I don't know how to change. I don't know how to make changes. And my intention with this conversation today is that at the end of the episode, you feel better equipped to address your, your stuckness. And I actually want you to walk away 
w- looking at the idea of being stuck in a new way, and then not just not relating to it as the sense of feeling stuck, but to relate to it in a way that's actually more freeing and more empowering. So those are my intentions today. And back in April, I think it was April, March or April, um, I put a call out on the podcast and said, hey, let me know where you are currently feeling stuck in your life. Where are you currently feeling you're in a rut? And a number of you all reached out back. And I got a lot of responses back. And there's a lot of different things, a lot of different things you all said. Um, some people said, you know, I'm feeling stuck in my job. My job is unfulfilling. I'm just kind of going through the motions, going through the day-to-day life, and I don't know how to get out of the rut. Or some of you said, um, I feel stuck with uh, my discipline around my health. Like I'm, I have such a hard time sticking with healthy habits and healthy routines and exercises. And, you know, I, I can't release this addiction that I have to sugar or this addiction I have to alcohol. And I know that it's hurting me. I just can't figure out how to, how to break out of this. Some of you said that you were feeling stuck uh, being single and that the longer you were going being single, the more you were feeling your confidence just go down and down and down. Um, the confidence that you'll ever, you know, have a partner and that you ever have this this uh, rewarding, fulfilling life that you want. You know, this feeling like I'm stuck. I'm going to be alone forever. And then, lastly, a number of you said you felt stuck with essentially the life that you have built, that you have a lot of success in your career, a lot of financial success, that you, in a sense, have it all, but the weight of your business or the weight of your career or the weight of the life that you've created was just so heavy and and burdensome. It was, it was just weighing on you and you were feeling crushed by it and you just didn't know how to change yourself so that you could create more balance. These were the types of things that you all were telling me. And so today I'm going to address stuckness in a way that applies to all of those examples. It applies to all of it Um, And wherever you might find yourself at, if what I just mentioned didn't relate to you, then what I'm going to talk about today is going going to relate to you no matter where you are feeling stuck in life. And the way I'm going to do this is by sharing a story, sharing a very recent example of where Sarah, my wife, and I were stuck for a number of years and how we've gotten to the other side of feeling and, and being stuck. And so to do that, I must announce that Sarah and I are pregnant. Yes, we are pregnant currently, and we are expecting our second child sometime in late November, and we are so happy. We know we're just ecstatic through the moon and grateful. You know, we've received so much support, um, so so many encouraging words and space holding from people. And so this has just been an, an incredible, incredible um, experience. We are so happy. Maya is incredibly happy. You know, right now she's five and a half and she just can't wait to be a big sister. She's asking every day about, you know, the the new baby, which we have nicknamed Baby Joe because Maya's middle name is Josephine and we call her Maya Joe. And so before we ever became pregnant, Maya would talk about Maya Joe and Daddy Joe, and Mommy Joe, and Brucey Joe. Bruce is the name of our dog. And so we just kind of had this, this family you know, nickname of, of, or moniker of Joe. So we applied that to baby, baby Joe. And I mentioned this on the podcast, I believe multiple times over the past couple of years, but 
For us, it was a two-year road to becoming pregnant. It was over two years ago that we first told, you know, Sarah and I sat, we had a conversation like we're ready to become pregnant and we want to start trying to conceive, you know. Um, we don't we don't use those words like trying to conceive. Like we said we were open to conceive, but essentially you get the idea. We wanted to become pregnant. And it was two years, two years of, of working at that. And it was very interesting. I'll give you kind of like a brief overview of those two years. You know, with Maya, we got pregnant right away. It was December of 2015 when we said, okay, we're ready to become pregnant. And within a week or two, we were pregnant. So we just kind of thought that that's how it would go. Um, we didn't necessarily think that it was going to take one week, but we definitely didn't think it was going to take two years. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, you know, we, we, we first started out thinking it was going to be quick. And when that didn't happen, we started to look at, okay, maybe we should start tracking a few things. Let's track Sarah's ovulation. And then let's make love on the days, you know, those peak days, those peak ovulation days. So we got an ovulation tracker, Sarah had it on an app, and we were tracking her moon cycle and all those different things and making deposits on those peak days. And then when that didn't work, we started tracking things according to a, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on what it was, but it was a, it was a different sort of tracker, it was a different sort of, um, sort of cycle tracker. I forget what the name is, but we did that for a little while. And I remember having these two sheets of paper on our refrigerator. One was for the like traditional ovulation tracker. And it was like all of the months of the year. And it had little, you know, green circles for the dates that were peak and whatnot. And then the other sheet of paper was this, this other sort of cycle ovulation tracker thing. We had them both going at the same time. And then when that didn't work, we consulted with a friend of ours who's a fertility doctor. And we had talked with her um, back when we were pregnant with Maya. So we consulted with her again and talked to her about, you know, what we were experiencing. And that led us to do a sperm analysis on me to see if, you know, hey, are my sperm doing all right? And my sperm are doing great. But, we, you know, we started to go down that path of a little bit more medical intervention. And um, really, that was the extent of the medical intervention that I was willing to do. Um, Sarah as well. So, you know, we, we went down that road for a little bit. And then when that didn't reveal anything, we looked at other areas of life, you know, understanding that stress, stress on your body influences a lot of things. It influences a lot of the regular functions of the body and can, you know, have your body doing different things. So we looked at where are we carrying high levels of stress other than in the family planning area? You know, where, do, where are we having stress? Are we feeling financial stress? Okay, let's address that. Are we feeling, you know, stress within our, our other relationships, within our relationship? Let's address that. And so we worked on addressing all of that stress and ultimately just being more at peace and being more at flow day to day. And then when that didn't change anything, so on and so on and so on. You kind of get the picture. And that went on for two years. And so we had a number of breakdowns over the course of that time. 
Breakdowns meaning, you know, moments when our conversations and frustrations bubbled over. And, you know, we got into arguments. Um, not many, but they did happen. And there were a good number of moments of tears. Moments of, like I said, frustration. Moments where we felt hopeless. Where we felt like the thing that we wanted so much to expand our family, feeling like it wasn't going to happen. And so we definitely reached a stuck point over the past two years. We reached a point where we just felt like we were stuck. You know, in our minds, we were doing so many different things. We were taking so many different approaches. And our conversation started to become, you know, like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Like, we're doing all the things. We are healthy people. We eat well. We exercise. We're very intentional. You know, we believe that we are creators, that we create, you know, things within our lives. We create our reality, and we know we're powerful people. Look at all the other things that we've created. Why isn't this working? This doesn't add up. And that started to dominate our thinking for a little while. Sarah started to wonder if maybe it was her body. You know, maybe it was, it was something going on with her body. And that was a story that started to worm its way into there. And so, yeah, we started to feel a little bit disillusioned at times. And that, that was probably, that probably was up until maybe the year and a half point of the pregnancy. And so for you out there feeling stuck in whatever it is that you're going through, you know, when you get to the point where you feel like you've done everything, you feel like you've considered everything, you feel like you've weighed all the options and you're just not seeing any resolution, you're not seeing or feeling any more clarity, then what I'm offering to you right now is perhaps your solution is not in the doing at all. Now, I just want to say this little caveat. I'm not claiming that the path that Sarah and I ultimately took was the reason why we became pregnant. I would personally love to know. I would love to have that knowledge to fully understand, you know, the majesty of life and to understand all of the things that go into it. But I'm not going to pretend to. What I will say for 100% certainty is that when we stopped looking at the things that we were doing, and when we started instead to look at how and who we were being, that's when we both experienced a huge shift in how we felt about conceiving and how we related to the entire situation. And so what really turned things around for Sarah and I was when we started to look at our faith, when we started to look at the strength of our trust and the strength of our surrender. Now, to us, faith is not a religious thing at all. A lot of times, faith and religion, those two words are collapsed into one. And you believe that faith is something that comes with a sort of religious background, but it doesn't. Faith is believing in something greater than yourself. And there are a lot of things greater than yourself that you can believe in. And so Sarah and I, neither of us, we, consider, we don't consider ourselves religious people. Spiritual, yes. Conscious, yes. But not religious. And so for us, what we did is we took a deep dive at our faith and our level of trust and surrender. And we really looked at our beliefs around conception, our beliefs around birth, our beliefs around family. 
we really looked at those beliefs that we held around who we are as conscious creators of our world and of our reality. Do we really believe that if we put our mind around something and, and we visualize it, that we can create it, we can experience it? And we took a deep dive at the stories that we were holding on to relating to this particular pregnancy. And in doing that, by looking at our stories, we identified some really big things that were red flags to us that we wanted to address and work on. Because we had attached some pretty strong stories to becoming pregnant and growing our family. For example, I had this story that Maya is going to have a happier, better, more well-rounded childhood when she has a sibling. My story was Maya was not going to be fully happy unless she had a sibling. And she wouldn't get to experience the best childhood ever if it was as an only child. That was a story that I had. And it was a strong story. Sarah started to pick up this story as the months and months went on and we you know gotten to the year mark and year plus. She started to pick up this story that, you know, maybe it has to do with her body. And if it has to do with her body and her and she's unable to do this thing that women are able to do so uniquely and so beautifully, which is hold and create and birth life, then maybe I'm not a, a real woman. Like maybe there's something wrong with me because her my body can't do that. That was a story that Sarah picked up and that story started to gain some momentum. And both of us had this collective story that, you know, our family is great now. It's, it's a wonderful family. It's the three of us with our dog and we have this beautiful home and it's just, you know, it's really great, but it will be better with more kids. We'll feel more fulfilled as parents. We'll feel happier as a family unit with additional children. These are the stories. And again, you know, we fed these stories a number of them were present before we ever even started to become pregnant because it was when Sarah and I started to work on becoming pregnant that I realized I had this story around the ideal time frame to have kids. That's another one. I didn't mention that. I had this story around the ideal time frame to have kids. I felt like because my sibling, my sister and I are about a year and a half apart and Sarah's sisters are about a year and a half apart. And on our other podcast, Doing It at Home, when we're interviewing moms and dads about their birth stories, so many of them are having multiple kids around that year and a half to maybe three years apart. And we're seeing that all over the place. I had this story that I didn't even realize that the ideal gap between siblings was one and a half to three years. I didn't even realize I had the story, but when things weren't happening in our timeline, that story that was underneath the surface kind of bubbled up, created more anxiety, created more stress, created a bigger burden. And so we had these stories. And here's the trap that you might find yourself in right now. If you are believing that the thing out there is going to fulfill something that's missing from within you, then you are setting yourself up in a trap. 
for me. I'm believing that our family is going to be more complete when we have additional kids, something out there. I'm believing that my daughter is going to be happier and have a better childhood, which means that I'm a better father for being able to provide her a better childhood when we have more kids, something out there. So for you, if you are holding on to that belief that you are, your life is going to be better, happier, more fulfilled, whatever it is, by something out there, again, you're setting yourself up in a trap. Because here's what happens. If you get that thing, that job, that partner, that new body, if you get that thing and then you still feel stuck, you still feel empty, you still feel lost or confused, what do you do then? Or let's say you don't get that thing. The new job never comes. The new partner never comes. Your body stays the same. Well, now you always have an excuse as to why your life is not as complete, fulfilling, or as happy as it could be. Because, you know, I just haven't been lucky enough to find that person. I haven't been fortunate enough to receive that missing piece to my life. And that, my friends, is the ultimate trap. And it's also where the majority of people find themselves. They attach their joy, their sense of fulfillment, their self-worth, their sense of completeness. They attach those things to things outside of themselves. And all that does is lead to feelings of anxiety, of scarcity, of paranoia, and codependency. That's what codependency is. That's when you are saying, I am dependent on XYZ thing out there to feel something inside of me. I am dependent on you, future spouse, in order for me to feel loved and worthy. I am dependent on you, career promotion, in order for me to feel validated and worthy. That's what so many people do and are doing right now. And it's a major part of staying stuck. The reality is that if you keep spitting that story, that something out there is going to make you feel complete inside, then what's going to happen is you will continue to create these stuck situations throughout your life. Like You might get that job that seems more fulfilling, but then when that new smell, the new job smell wears off, you know, when you kind of like fall into the routine of the new job, then you're back to feeling disillusioned again and searching for something else. Or you might finally build the self-mastery to improve your health. But even as you're watching the weight coming off and your fitness going up, you still aren't happy with who you are on the inside. Or you might finally get that partner in your life, but then you find yourself feeling paranoid and worried that they're gonna leave and because if they leave, then all the love that they have for you is gone as well, and you're back to feeling empty as a person and lonely. Or you might finally let go of some of those responsibilities that have been weighing you down, like, ah, I let go of these things, only to pick up new ones or to find some new things to stress about. Because on the inside, secretly, you've been seeking validation and self-worth through your work. Thank <laughs> you.
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So oftentimes you're feeling stuck because you're focusing more on the destination and not being present with the journey. You're not being present with the process. Because the truth is that it's only by going on the journey and fully surrendering yourself to that journey and surrendering yourself to that process that you change who you become. You change your character. And that is what allows you to reach a new level in your life by changing who you are on the inside, by making adjustments and tweaks. That's the process. And it's truly the only way that you can even handle what it is that you desire to create. Think about this. Imagine a person who's got a low level of financial maturity. They don't handle money well. You know, they, they have all these emotional swings with their spending and their money and all this stuff. They just, you know, there's low maturity with finances. Imagine that person comes into a lot of money, right? They win the lottery. They have a relative that dies and leaves them all this money. And now here they have reached their destination. Oh man, I, I really wanted all this money and now I have it. However, they haven't gone through the process to build the character to handle that money. And so you already know what's going to happen. They're probably going to blow through it. They're probably going to spend it on a bunch of things to help make them feel better, make them feel whole and complete, and then realize that they don't feel any more whole and complete and realize that they don't have any more money left because they never built the character to be able to handle it. So that's what I'm talking about. I have a quote that I want to read. This comes from Martha Beck, who is a sociologist, a coach, an author. And she says, if you feel stuck in your present life, if you feel no enthusiasm for anything, if you think you have no purpose or that you lost that purpose somewhere along the way, I guarantee you are living in a dungeon made of stories and that none of those limiting stories are true. And so when I think back to my situation, you know, Sarah and I were never truly stuck. We were focusing our thoughts on certain stories that created certain feelings within us that limited our perspectives and put us in a fearful, small, and scarce place. But we were never actually stuck. And when we remembered to have faith, to trust in our intentions, to trust in our bodies, to trust in the process, and to surrender, needing to know why is this happening or when are things going to happen, when we did that, we felt this enormous release of pressure, this release of fear and expectation. We felt free. We felt our moods lifting and we found ourselves smiling more and being more playful with one another and being more thankful for the incredible blessings that we had. We were more present with one another. We were more present with our daughter, Maya, and just overall more focused on creating and experiencing magical moments each and every day. 
and then we got pregnant. And again, I'm not saying that I know the exact reasons why we got pregnant when we did, but I sure as hell know that being stuck is more of a state of mind than anything else. And when we changed our state of mind, our state of being, right, which is what you focus on and, which, and how you feel, when we change those things, then our reality changed. So as we get into the end of this conversation, if you're feeling stuck right now, if you're just struggling with feeling stuck, then I offer these things up to you as things to consider or things to take action on. First, stop describing your situation as being stuck because labeling it that way, it comes with a price. It gets you feeling that way. If you say I'm stuck, you're going to feel stuck. Tony Robbins said that, and this is another quote, he says, often people talk about how they feel stuck in a situation. You're never stuck. You may be a little frustrated. You may not have clear answers, but you're not stuck. The minute you represent the situation to yourself as being stuck, that's exactly how you'll feel. We must be very careful about the metaphors we allow ourselves to use. So first, stop describing your situation as being stuck. Second, get clear on the stories that you're telling yourself about your current situation. When you look at those stories, are you falling into the trap of believing that your wholeness, your happiness, your value is out there? Are you believing that, well, once I have this thing, I'm going to feel better, ultimately, in the core of who I am as a person? Because that, again, is a trap. The next thing is understand that the journey, the process, those are necessary components of being able to reach the destination. You have to go through the journey to be able to reach the destination. And if you want to be able to powerfully handle what happens when you cross that finish line and reach your destination, then you have to undergo the process to transform yourself into the person who can really live into that reality. So don't try to speed through the process. If you do that, you're going to find yourself back in some sort of stuckness inevitably later on down the road. So in our situation with Sarah and I, at about a year and a half into our journey, our journey to getting pregnant, we started to say to ourselves, you know, we aren't pregnant right now for a reason. It's not happening the way that we want it to for a reason. We don't know what that reason is right now, and that's okay. And so let's focus less time and energy on figuring out why things aren't happening the way we want them to. And instead, let's focus our time and energy on learning today's lessons and being present with today's opportunities and growing who we are as individuals. And that is an absolute conversation that her and I had multiple times, starting at right around the year and a half mark. Because we understood, you know what? Like it, it, it's, it's so funny. Like We teach these concepts, right? Both Sarah and I are transformation coaches. We teach these concepts all the time to our clients and, and, and people we connect with. The idea that it's the journey that creates the internal change that leads you to the destination, right? They're great words, but sometimes when you're out in reality and in the world, you can forget these things. And so it took us a little while 
to really get back to believing at our core that we were on the path. Yes, we would talk about that here and there for that first year, year and a half, but it wasn't really until I'd say about the year and a half mark that it connected on a whole different level and we stopped worrying. We stopped worrying. We stopped questioning. We stopped wondering. We became more present. We became more focused. And I'm telling you, it was a huge shift in our lives. And if you're struggling with this journey destination thing, think about this. We have a friend right now who's going to med school. He's about to leave to go off to med school. And imagine somebody going into med school, right? However many years that's going to take, like however many years of the journey from entering med school to becoming a doctor. Imagine somebody going in and they just fixate and focus on getting to the end, being a doctor. And they spend all their time frustrated and wondering, when am I going to get to the end? When am I going to be a doctor? Meanwhile, they miss all of the lessons and all of the trainings and all of the hands-on experiences that are required in order to amass the knowledge and experience necessary to become a doctor. So hopefully that helps you to connect and understand this concept of it's the journey and the process that ultimately leads you to the destination. And the last thing I want to offer up to you if you're feeling stuck is to count your blessings. Give thanks deeply and often. Look at all the amazing things in your life and be more grateful for each of them from the small things to the big things. Because a grateful mindset attracts more things to be grateful about. So instead of saying, I'm stuck, oh, I'm so stuck. Instead of saying that, I invite you to say, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open to seeing the situation I'm in right now from a different angle. I'm open to looking at the stories I've been holding on to and letting go of those stories. I'm open to getting the full lesson from this experience, this season in my life. I'm open. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This has been a cool conversation because I I always love sharing with you real things that have been going on in my life. And as I said, I've been talking a little bit here and there about this this experience that Sarah and I have had over the last two years. So to be able to share with you this new chapter in the story um, is a beautiful thing. And please share with me what your big takeaway was from this conversation. You can email me at Matthew Matthew Bivens, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com. And uh, this is something I do with all my clients, by the way. At the end of our coaching sessions, I ask them, like, what's your big takeaway from our call today? Because inevitably, we talk about a lot of things, and a lot of ideas are flying through their head. And if they can sift through them and, and identify the big, big takeaway, then they have a greater chance of applying what we discussed and creating some changes in their life, you know, making different choices that can lead to different outcomes. So I'm extending to you the same question, the same opportunity to share with me what's your big takeaway. What's that big takeaway that you're walking away from this conversation with that you can apply to your life around 
feeling stuck. So shoot me an email again, matthew at matthewbivens.com. With that, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.